You're listening to the Bizarro Files, a Scarlet Rhapsody podcast. Your inability to talk in the beginning of your podcast about pop culture, brought to you by the staff of Scarlet Rhapsody. We got basically the whole staff here, um, the West West Coast team and two members of our East Coast team, here to talk about the thing that everyone on the internet talked about. So I had to snap at people on the internet, Sailor Moon. Yay, I love Sailor Moon. Yes, for those... uh, who don't know, the character designs have been officially released, as has the list of the voice actors. As it turns out, the characters look exactly the same as they've always looked. And as it turns out, the voice actors speak Japanese. So that worked out pretty well for everybody. Oh, you don't say! Yeah. Do you believe they got Japanese voice actors for this Japanese animation? Wait, 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 what? What do you mean that they got Japanese voice actors? I thought they got Swahili speaking Japanese um, actors. I, I was hoping for click language, personally. I was actually hoping for Nicolas Cage. Okay. <laughs> oh God! Someone photoshopped like Nicolas Cage's face and all the sailor senshi. Never thought. No, I, no, no, Stan, no, no. Stan, seriously. There's gonna be bears. <laughs> and bees. And bees. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's just kind of just go around, and just talk about like, okay, so I've been into Sailor Moon like since. I was in middle school since I was in sixth grade, so this was like a huge part of my childhood. Like, what about you guys? Wow, where do I start? Start from the beginning, man. Start from back in the days of the 90s. Back in those days. Well, anyways, yeah, it started in the 90s. Of course, you know, I was in elementary. It kind of became a build-up phenomenon because it didn't it, I, I didn't got into it until my friends started got, getting into the show and it, it's insane you know I think that's how a lot of people got into it because when you really think about it back in the school like you just like sit down sit down in the class and you just next door next door I'm sorry next table next door, next door. yeah literally <laughs> the next class I can hear from next class talking about Sailor Moon like I have a super hearing ability <laughs> Uh, Rams, how did you get into Sailor Moon? Uh, long, what? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to say, um, how I got into it was just, it was kind of weird, because like, I remember seeing these commercials on Fox that they were promoting the, the, the episode, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I remember at the time, Sailor Moon, like, uh, like at the time, too, I, was, I was watching uh, Saint Seiya in Spanish, and I was like, no, they it, like uh, aesthetically they kind of look the same if you like if you squint, but it was like it's like it's these weird kind of Japanese kind of looking like dudes, and I was like, hey, this is another show, and I remember watching, and I'm like, 
now it's like now upon reflection it was like the worst episode you should, like like it's not the worst episode it's like kind of like like in, in contrast it was kind of like the worst episode I, that i've seen which is like the first episode of the doom tree arc and i'm like mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what yeah, i, I, I love that seeing it on that on it and then i remember watching uh, on it on syndication afterwards and then it then it after said after uh about a few mo- weeks after that things it ended in mexico and then about like about a month later, um, Sailor Moon started in that same time slot. So it's by some weird, it's like in some weird way, Saint Seiya was my gateway to um, Sailor Moon. Yeah, I might as well tell my story. Um, first time I ever saw it, I was sick. Uh, it was the episode where Serena needs to work out for some reason, and then she fights like some workout themed monster. Um, anyway, I thought it was terrible. I was like, this is so boring. It's just a girl complaining about being fat, and then she fought some monster really fast. Something for a cool monster fight. That was lame. I'm 10. Um, or whatever I was at the time. And then, I think during one of the summers, I watched a little bit on, like, when it went to USA on the Cartoon Express. And it was it was the, uh, the alien arc, or doom tree arc, whatever you want to call it. And it was like, this is hilarious. Aladdin is helping these girls fight against like these really stupid twins. This is amazing. How is this shit? How did I? How have I never seen this before? And then I think the next time I ever saw it was on Cartoon Network, and I saw the end of almost every episode because it was on right before Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, I slowly kind of grew to like love this series out of the cheese of the dub, honestly. Um, and to me, the R part one is still my favorite part because the actress who voices Anne is having so much fun being an over-the-top villain. And I think she was a voice in Gem. I am 90% certain of that. Due to Wikipedia. But anyway, before we go to the Wikipedia, so now we have like this new announcement that this new Sailor Moon series will be taking place finally in July of 2014. No excuses for delays. How do you guys feel about the new series, given what we know now? Uh, do we want to go over voice acting-wise? Or yeah, let's just, let's just go wherever we want, feel like starting. Okay, director-wise. Director-wise. Let's start from there. Yeah, okay. I'm a little bit familiar with the director's work because he used to work on Sweet Precure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Precure. Also, yeah, Sweet is... Uh, I'm gonna put a little spoiler here because I wasn't gonna do a review on the like you know my favorite. Well, I don't have an opinion because I haven't watched the show. <laughs> I've only seen a few episodes of Sweet Pretty Cure. Well, well, listen, I'll give Sweet Pretty Cure on one credit in that the action scenes are great and they are. the animation is crisp, so you can expect and some good quality. Awesome. Really? Because Sweet is least my favorite right now. I know. Really? I fucking love Hibiki. She's like my favorite like character. Anyways. Keep going. Wait, which one? Wait, which one? He became. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he became kind of good, you know. But, okay. So, you can expect a good animation. Like, kind of, you know. I don't know how much budget they have. and oh, It's too high. They'll have budget. I know, that, I know that, but, I know that, but they're going by bi-weekly from what I've heard. Well, think, yeah, so we'll, I don't we'll know. We'll get to the, the scheduling of that, because that in and of itself, there's a lot of theories that we brought up about the scheduling. So let's talk about this. Let's say focus on direction and um, comparisons to Sweet Pretty Cure for now. Okay. We'll get to uh, that. Well, well, let's see. I think you can expect a good action sequences. Hell you know, yeah. Because um, he does tend to have a, you know, a lot of like close up and you know, angles and what have you. Uh-huh. You know, he does that. And you know, I think 
animation wise, it's gonna be pretty good. Transformation sequence? Uh, yeah, you I saw, saw that. I saw the little clip of that. Yeah, we actually, I actually put it up on our Facebook page. Yes, yes, we did. And yeah, I've seen it. I'm just like, okay, I kind of see how this is gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially transformation. Yeah, so. it almost feels like he's a Sailor Moon fan to begin yeah, with. Yeah, because I saw some little hints here and there. Yeah. Which is kind of fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> because um, when I was running Moon Prison Pop Tarts at Capsicon, um, we usually play a clip as people start seating in, and when they announced that the director of Sweet Pretty Cure and the character designer of Sweet Pretty Cure was announced for Sailor Moon Crystal, I played a clip from um, one of the Sweet Pretty Cure episodes, and then people were coming in like, why are we watching Pretty Cure? I'm like, guys, this is what Sailor Moon Crystal could look like, so sit back and enjoy, and enjoy the shoujo action good times. And, and funny you should mention it, because when you look at those concept arts, Yes. They actually kind of look like something out of sweet. I was actually thinking about that. I mean, yeah. when when Ramsey is mentioned, like, yeah, with Saint Seiya, if you squint a little, it could, like, blend in with um, old-school Sailor Moon. And then when I'm looking at the character design for Usagi and Friends, and I'm like, if you squint a bit, like, I can totally see them hanging out with a sweet, pretty cure cast. Crossover? <laughs> I wish. Give them a chance. There's always a chance for one of those crossover movies. They've had weirder crossovers. Um, I was gonna say, I, I think to, like uh, you guys are gonna like, especially Stan. You know, I feel free to punch me later for this, but to me, aesthetically, it reminds me a lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like the new the new anime. Really? For some, uh, I don't know why. I don't see that. Like, hey. Maybe because they're used to the hard lines they're using. Like, cause everything feels very hard line. I see. I'm looking at these drawings. I'm like, it, it reminds me a lot of, of the new designs they're using for the new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. See, I'm not gonna punch you, but I will call a timeout and say that these are concept arts. And as yeah. far as the concept arts go, you're supposed to have a hard line. You're supposed to impress people on the first impression. When those concept arts actually go into production, they're going to lose those hard lines, a lot of them, because they have to turn these out as soon as possible. I know it's a bi-weekly schedule, but they still have you know, deadlines to me. So they are going to lose a lot of the details that are shown in this, you know, concept arts. Yeah, and that happens with a lot of things, actually. Even video games have that. When you look at the concept art for certain video games that have an animation style, stylization to them, you can see the concept work, you see what the tool looks like in the game, and you can tell that there's some differences just because of your limitations with the various pieces of equipment you're working with. So, I mean, with toy, you know, um, part of the things that they do is that simplistic animation. Like that's even, actually pretty true. Yeah, I mean, even when they were working on, you know, hard catch, you know, oh yeah, like they left a lot of these just a lot of the characters just left on the outline mostly because well, they have to meet the deadlines and whatever, you know, and they can always fix whatever issue they had animation wise in DVD. You know, that's what the that, DVD Blu-ray. DVD Blu-ray, they fix everything, you know. Yeah. It's such a huge difference when you compare it to the show and the Blu-ray. Right. So and that and that's because, you know, like that's more incentive for people to buy the DVD because they fix like whatever leftovers in DVD. So I think and the most like go on. No, 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 go ahead. I was say another thing I said. Another thing I said, like maybe because I was like I saw when I first saw these, I was seeing these on my phone, and also another series that popped into my head was Code Geass. Hmm. Um, I guess it is 
it's still is it still Toei? I think it's still Toei. No, it's Sunrise. It's Sunrise. No, it's no, it's Sunrise. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Because I did oh, notice, like, more of a so pointy chin. Like, a little bit of the new Joseph's Bizarre Adventure with a little bit of Code Geass, but it hits me, it hits you over the head when you see it. It's like, it really is uh, kind of like a modern take, also, of uh, Naoko Takeuchi's, like, more uh, modern style. Now, you know who did the Code Geass character design, right? Clamp, um, Clamp I know she, they did some designs. Um, a lot of them, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. So that's why Code Geass has a shoujo look to it, because Clamp designed them. Yeah, but I can't remember. It's like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Character design. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I'm just a little bit surprised when Victor, the sweet prequel, everyone's like, "Oh, it's like, you know, this is kind of like a premonition deal, right? This is exactly what's gonna might what might happen, you know." Yeah. And you saw the end, uh, you know, transformation sequence. Yes. And you, you mentioned that there are a lot of. You know, yeah, like for instance, you know, like he became kind of like turned into like kind of like a, the, the sparkle stuff. Like yeah. I was just immediately, oh my gosh, that's Sailor Moon. Yeah. And the ribbons, oh my gosh, that's Sailor Moon. And how they wrapped on the legs and the arms. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> this is screaming at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's also that contingency. Um, we'll, we'll probably discuss this later in the in the show, of like. Um, Sailor Moon hardcore, pure, hardcore purist who's like, I don't want to see like a minute long transformation sequence or sparkly attacks. Those, those take up too much time. Like, I think but that's also part of it. Show, too. They <laughs> obviously have that's not seen the transformation. But I think, like, I really like a lot of the new um, henshin sequences for a lot of current shoujo. Like, Happiness Charge, Pretty Cure, they have, like, the cloth over them as, like, all the sparkly, magical things happen. And those sequences are very well done and very well detailed. And I can only hope what they look like in the uh, new animation. I think it's gonna go at least a minute. I mean, they kind of have yeah. to. Yeah, they kind of have to because, well, nowadays, like people want some complexity in their animation, so that includes transformation as well. All right. Um, so, um, Stan, what, where shall we go after uh, talking about direction and character design? Did you still want to talk more about the uh, new character designs? Because I see Mercury sporting a sweater. <laughs> I thought that was cute. You mean sleepless? Huh? Wait, wait. You about the oh, the school outfit. Oh, school outfit. Oh! I thought it's really cute. Yeah. I think it suits her. It, it does suit her. And I also noticed that they were like adding like just bits bits of details from the um, manga. Because when I was like kind of going thumbing through the uh, character designs, because I woke up at like 5 a.m. just to see all the, t- the tweets about Sailor Moon Crystal and went back to sleep again. I, I like, it, and I was I like. I find it extremely ironic mm-hmm. that Mercury was wearing like a, you know, sweat. Uh, Sweats and stuff. Oh. Because um, Kisa Yayoi, Yayoi does the same thing in Smile Preacher. Mm. Like, she wears like a yellow sweats, you know? So. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and. I also look at that's like a double on Didn't they get, yeah? I mean, personality wise, yeah, they're both very shy and. Guys, still there? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, no, it's like, okay, Venus has her belt from the manga. Mercury doesn't have the sleeve thingies. 
And I sense that there is like a delay in the um, podcast. Ah, crap. Anywho, um, so was there anything else you wanted to discuss about the character designs? I guess under delay, I guess I should fill in a little bit of the blank and say, oh, the designs look great. And like I said, like I like, like I love how I'm looking at the design so far. I don't see where all the hate's coming from. Maybe because it's a lot of, like maybe I'm more open to a lot of the ideas that they're trying to do, especially the fact that a lot of the character designs. Like people don't want change, but I'm well. I I can I always welcome change because like sometimes a new yeah, way of looking at things can be the best way of looking at can be the best thing you can look at. And the only thing is like I I'm, I get this feeling sometimes that it, it feels kind of complete still, but at the same time it feels as complete. Like as I feel like they're like I'm looking at Amy right now. She's kind of missing a few details, and also on um. Also, with um, also also someone pointed out that a few, a few details on Jupiter was kind of like not working as well. So it's like maybe, like like San said, this is all just preliminary right now. Like by the time June rolls around, bam, let's look we're there on the ground running with this. I think more fans would be like happier if they would actually see a trailer, so we can see like how they interact with the backgrounds, and also kind of the pacing of where the story is going. Like, okay, I know it's kind of obvious from the website when they released the yeah, promotional image that this was going to follow the first arc, but how far of the story are they going to go with it? Because we all know that the outfits go on to like various evolutions throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, you know, eventually they're going to evolve into, like, different things over time, you know. It's like that Saint Seiya syndrome of the, of the very first series, where it's like, every, like, every, like everybody had, like, in a, in a TV series, everyone had, like, the same thing, but in the manga, they had such radical transformations, like, every so often. But, you know, that's just, that's just me being me. But, and, but as far as designs with, like, everything else goes, like, I want to see if, like, they, like, again, I want to see if they can evolve from the, this current state. And, you know, there's a lot of room, there's a lot of wiggle room right now for them to do different things. And I can't wait to see what they, what they do with, with when they have to, about when they get to um, that point. Um, I guess for me, the, the biggest problem for me right now is they didn't announce my favorite character. Yeah, Jared's also disappointed that they didn't announce the moon cats. <sighs> You and me, bro. Like, there's just like you know, there's a picture of me and Jared just hugging. It's like I understand. I feel you, bro. Because mm-hmm. um, I also on the interesting side, just to harken back, I did look up the actress. It is Sabrina Ger- Gerdevich. Uh, yes, Gerdevich. Gerdevich. Not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Award-winning uh, actress, Canadian, obviously. Uh, done a lot of stage stuff. I've uh, been in a couple of different movies and been in a several different TV shows, but here's a fun fact people might not know. She voiced one of the Sailor Senshi. She voiced Pluto. Not only is she one of my favorite villains because of how over-the-top she is, she's also one of my favorite heroines because of how rarely we get to see her. Awesome. You rock. And she also had like roles in like movies and stuff, but I think most of her big stuff has been stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at it back that too, and like, yeah, so I was like, I didn't want to say anything because I was waiting for my time, but you guys were on a roll with all all this stuff, so um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's uh, 
That's how I play that. I don't mean to nerd out about actresses. It's all good. It's all good. But I, I was like, I actually went to look that up, and that's, you know, that's what happens. She was in jail. I feel bad. Her uh, main law of writing stuff started around 91. So. But yeah, she's won awards, and she's talented. Yeah, Stan, did you have like any um, ideas on the character designs or is there anything else you wanted to see that was released um, earlier today from Japan? Uh, well, I don't know about a lot of other people. I know, I know there's been slack about the character designs of like, yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Did you hear it also Oh, wait, 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 this is what you've been waiting for for how many years and the character design comes out that's close to manga and I confirmed with Jeff by the way, it is damn close to manga. It, it is. It's yeah. very spot There actually is a comparison going around on Tumblr um, comparing the uh, manga designs and the uh, current crystal designs. Oh, why am I not surprised about Tumblr? <laughs> it's just like, okay, on my end though, I have no problem with it, okay? I say go with it. Yeah, but I think it would have been also cool to like see like the Moon Cat Tuxedo Mask and some of the villains too. I think they gave us they gave us the stars of the show, and I, I think that's a good start. Obviously, there's still a few more months before we're gonna see anything else. Yeah, because right now they only have not five because just to just to get the hype going. Yeah. Well, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it is like what they do with. Like any Japanese anime or movie, for that matter, they announce the casting bit by bit, you know, just to build up this these hype. Actually, it's a good example of the JoJo trailer. Yeah. Yeah, how they announce one character at a time. Yeah. I think that's a that's so brilliant how they just build that. Like even with like Ronnie Chinchin movie, oh, yes, office, like yes. we didn't know Ryuki Miro was gonna be Cho the Sword Hunter until like a couple months and a half after the movie was announced. So it's a eventual deal. You are gonna get your cast, you are gonna get your torpedo mask, and yeah, you are gonna get everyone essentially in the end. Yeah, and uh, I don't usually make um Vegas bet, but I'll be I'll be simply hilarious if uh, Mamo Miano becomes um like torpedo mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so moving on to story, where do you guys think the story is going for Sailor Moon Crystal? Well, okay, it's it's really weird because anytime I go onto like any Sailor Moon news site, they always word it this way. It's not going to be a remake of the 90s anime, but it's going to be a reboot of the original manga. So I'm. So this is where my question is. Um, because the manga was the origin type thing for Sailor Moon, because it kind of hinted out the same thing when the Tokusatsu Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon was coming out, that it was like, oh, it's going to follow, it's going to be based off the adapted from the manga. And I'm like, okay, so are they gonna follow the manga like panel by panel, or are they? I just are they just gonna adapt the stories that were in the manga? If that makes any sense, because right now it's anyone's guess. Probably most of it, because when you talk about the adaptation of manga, you can't adapt 
hundred percent of the panel. Yeah. And some can be cut out. For, I mean, especially kind of like like cancer blood. There are some stuff that has been cut out as well. Yeah, for uh, good reason. There, well, not the obvious reason, but there are like little stuff that well they had to cut out. Yeah, so. because of a time constraint. You know? But when it comes to the real, I'm like, huh. well, uh, listen, like if cut some cutouts gonna happen, you know, just to fit into that twenty. Eight minutes, like time slot, or thirty minutes time slot, what have you. you know? So some cutouts will happen, but if they're if they're gonna follow for the story itself, I you know, I think because I because I will say like as a Sailor Moon fan the manga is very flawed because towards like a certain point in the manga the inner senshi lose character development and they're just kind of like extras and background characters whose dialogue is unlimited to like Sailor Moon no especially when it gets to like the later um, arcs and also not to mention the fact there's a lot of um, a lot of hinting that Usagi and Mamoru are very sexually active in the manga which is I doubt they would put it in a kids show especially if it's being handled I was thinking like, like, definitely they cut off sorry like I don't okay listen I always believe that the Japanese kids have like bigger balls than the American kids but well, let's put let's just take an example from history. In Gundam Seed, there's a sequence I'd say about mm, thirteen or so episodes into the series, where two where it's very heavily implied that two characters were uh, in bed together and that they had probably had had sex earlier that night. Actually, they did. Uh, no, no, they totally did. They totally did. Like you, you, there was no subtext. They totally did. But it, they didn't show anything, it's just the girl is in bed and he wakes up to go jump inside his Gundam and the girl is like lays there, you know, clearly naked under those sheets going, good, kill them all, revenge my father, and whatever else her lines were. People flipped the hell out that there was an implication that characters had sex in Gundam. Pointing out that Bright Noah has had two children, but whatever, apparently, <laughs> since that happened off screen, it was okay. Um, People flipped out, and I, and I don't think they would take the risk of Sailor Moon to have people flip out of, like, you can't have that kind of a message in the show. Okay. And Gundam is meant for an old, a slightly older audience, and they flipped out. Listen, I'm going to stop you right there and say you're talking about two completely different genres, okay? One's the Doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Listen, okay, Gundam scene was gory as hell, okay? Except for the least of its worries. When you have people just blowing up inside out, yeah, okay? Like, I'm, I'm not even joking, that actually did happen. So, well, Sailor Moon has violence too, and the manga more so, uh, a lot more so than the 90s animation. But bear in mind that, you know, it was meant for an older audience, and there were people kind of freaking out about a, an implied sex scene. Sailor Moon was written for a younger audience. Now, who are they in this animation to? I think they're game for all ages. But there's no way they'll ever put anything into extreme because they know they have a built-in children audience, especially a bunch of children who are going to bug their parents to buy toys, and then a bunch of man-children who are going to bug their parents to buy them toys. So we have like a whole built-in toy audience. You can't have anything too extreme in it. I think they're going to have to tone things down as much as they can. I mean, there's things they got away with in the 90s one, which I'm sure they could still get away with even though they weren't part of the original storyline. 
and I think we're at a point now where we could, sh when we get to S, we could show more of Uranus and Neptune as a couple. But I think there's certain things that they're still going to be limited to, even with releasing this via the internet. I just want to say one thing on that. I just hope, regardless whether they go in that direction or not, um, they keep Mamoru to like an early year high school student because in the original anime, it's heavily implied he's a university student, and that was weird. I I've been trying to wait. I've been trying to get a word in edgewise here, and I'm like, you guys are also forgetting it. This is this is gonna be like a fifty plus uh, episode anime. Um. They had to space out the villains, cause like if you ever see the, if you ever see if you ever read the manga, the villains just die every, every like all like all the generals die like instantly. I'm like, oh, uh, these guys got to like survive more than, than just one episode if that's the case. Yeah, I hope that's the case too, because I think there's a lot of development that you can get with the generals, especially in the Tokusatsu Sailor Moon, where uh -huh. you actually saw the, the generals interact with Mamoru because they still keep the story in where that they were his servants from long ago, and I hope they keep that in there because unfortunately in the manga, like after a certain arc, he doesn't interact or talk to the, um, the generals anymore. And I just hope they keep things consistent because what I saw with Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, um, the uh, live action one, it seemed that they were taking like a lot of elements from the manga and keeping it fresh for a younger audience. And I hope they kind of like still keep that in there too. And I hope we soon have going down further on the road, get the, also the outer senshis and tell those later stories. I like Saturn and Tomo. <laughs> So, um, speaking of um, toys and merchandising, are are you guys looking any forward to like any of the merchandise that's going to be sold for Sailor Moon? What the crystal version? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There's been no no announcement on that. You know, all the games so far has been based on the old Sailor Moon. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I've seen a lot of the figures and uh, the figmas from like the um, '90s Sailor Moon. Like, eh, it's cool. Uh, figmas don't really deal with them. And speaking of which, um, Sailor Saturn's gonna be in pre-order, I think, tonight. Oh man, really? Yeah. Wait, who's yeah. getting the pre-order tonight? Saturn. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's going up tonight because you know there's been a massive August. Um, oh yeah, you told me. Yeah. Pre-orders. Yeah. Pre-orders. Pre yeah. Wow. I think Sailor um, Sailor Sailor Saturn might be included there, so there's that. You know. Just so you know. <laughs> So what's your guys' other thoughts on Sailor Moon Crystal with what we know right now? Right now. Well, so, oh, you mean, are we getting to voice actors finally? Yeah, sure, let's talk about voice actors. Call me surprised, and I am glad I did not make the um, Vegas bet on who's going to be voicing Sailor Moon. I would not have called Kotono like, coming back to being a Usagi, ever. I thought they were going to bring in something somewhat fresh, but... The old Usagi, being the new Usagi, is just really now. She can still do the voice. I mean, she's been doing the voice for the uh, Figma commercials. Right, but I uh, have. Is she still, does she still have the. Um, she does, okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, oh, she, she, if you're wondering, she could still, like, be, like, on a, flip, on a flip of a dime, she can be, like, serious to being, like, crying. Oh, she can really, she can still, she still has that. I have that. Oh, oh wow! All right. Okay. 
hunting. As it turns out, you're telling me she does it, and I'm like, you still got it. You still got it. Wow. Because keep in mind, like, um, Jared, um, do you want to talk about the Lupin voice actors and how long they've been going on? Well, they try, they've tried to keep the Lupin voice actors unless they die or retire. And so, to me, I just figured they'd keep as many of the original cast as they could because there's a built-in loyalty to that. You don't want to hear Lupin sounding wrong. You don't want to hear Jiggins sounding wrong. I've got to think one of them has died thus far. Um... But, you know, they've changed the voices a couple of times, and there's one or two projects where they had completely different voices. But for the most part, they've tried to keep it the same. So when they were going to announce the voice actors, I just assumed anyone who was still working and who could still do the voices, obviously, I know doing a teenage girl's voice might be difficult for some people, but female voices don't change as much with age as male voices do. So... Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, like yeah, the female voices I don't see much change, but I don't, I don't like I, uh, I might actually agree. With, I actually agree with Stan. Uh, Toyo Furia might not be returning, and I'm very positive Amori Miyamo will be the voice of Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, I But um, well, that's only a conjecture at this point, but. I, I'm not saying that, you know, Pokemon is a bad thing. I'm just saying that Pokemon is a surprising thing because, like like I said, like, I would have never get the old people face returning, you know? Just, that's just me, okay? But, like I said, I, I think there's a little point to tradition there, and, you know, I think anyone who has seen any, just on the American side, or North American side of things, you know, you hear those actresses do the voices, they still just pull them right out. Um, so, like I said, it, they only kept Moon, if I believe that's the only one they kept the same. But, yeah, that's the only one they kept the same. But, you know, we eventually can see what they'll do with the outers and, you know, things like that. I'm sure Chibi Moon will have to be replaced. But just to get a voice sounding that young would be difficult. But, I, you know, it's always a possibility that some of the other characters could show up and be the same. It was, it was all the side characters I expected to be replaced. Um, I don't. I can't see Usagi's family being the same people. You know, I don't think I would imagine like any of the the, the guy from the arcade or Ray's grandpa or anything like that. I don't imagine any of them kind of being the same people just because they were all minor characters. Well, not just that. I think some of them are dead. And it could be that too. Yeah. I, I am curious what they're going to do with Tuxedo Mask because uh, having seen the original actor, you know, he can still do the voice. Hell, he can still do Amaro's voice. So, uh, any guy who can still do both of those voices is someone who could still do it today. Um, and then the other part I'm curious about is the villain voices, actually. While I don't expect to see any of the same people back, I'm just curious as to who they're going to get because, you know, getting those cool, threatening voices is always fun. I can see that, actually. <laughs> I was actually wondering if um, Han Hankeiko's daughter was going to be involved with Sailor Moon Crystal because Hankeiko was the original voice actor for Luna. 
Yeah, I doubt. Yeah, she's she's in ha currently in happiness charges, cure princess. And when I found that out, that um, she was cure princess, like, ah, oh, dang, she's not giving Sailor Moon Crystal. However, when Jared and I were at Anime Boston, Yuko Minaguchi, the voice actress for Sailor Moon. I'm from Saturn. My bad. I am so sorry. A bunch of purists are going to go kill me now. But anywho, um, the voice actress for Sailor Saturn, um, she was actually living in New York for a bit. And then she found out she had to move and go back to Japan. And people were asking her about Sailor Moon Crystal. Long story short, she can't talk about it. And she did heavily imply she was under NDA. True. True, but people were asking her about Sailor and Crystal specifically. Well, let's put it this way. The timing seems a little suspect. I think that's real what you're going at here. The timing seems suspect that she has to be called in and, you know, around now would be the time they would be starting the voice acting for the series. Now, whether or not she's coming back to voice Hotaru, or she's going to be voicing, you know, someone else, who knows? Most likely someone else, because I don't see her. Like, if they get, like, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think companies plan that much ahead if if they want to coming back as Sailor Saturn. That's giving. That's giving way too much credit. Well, to even, even if they were, and, and you have a point there, Ramses. And uh, you know, even if they do want to use her for that. The production of that aspect of the series will be like a year from now. So, uh, yeah, there's no point for her to move to Japan and just have a year of sitting on her hands. So it is possible she might be voicing whatever Molly's original character's name is. Or something like that. Some minor character who'll just kind of be around in the background. She's, she's pretty much known um, for like pulling off really sweet, like motherly type characters. So right now, um, if she's going to be cast in Sailor Moon Crystal, my bets are on Luna. Yeah, I see. I that. That's what I too. If it's not gonna be Keiko Han, she might be the next character in line. She might be the next actress in line. Because uh, Keiko Han is pretty much long retired right now from voice acting. Last I checked, but really, really? She, still, she did stuff for Super Robot Wars as as Lala. Okay, I have to, I, I'm. Did she go back to voice Lala? That's awesome. Yeah, she she does stuff like that from time to time. Where it's like, like she, she, I wouldn't be surprised to see her name in like on a, like just just to. Just to like, just to shake that 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 uh, just shake that ant hype, that 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 not our ant hype, but just to shake that that you know hornet's nest of um, Amuro and Char. They always like, oh, let's bring in Lala again. Well, it's fun because between uh, Gundam games I've played and between uh, Super Robot War games I played, I've killed Lala a couple times already. <laughs> oh, and I, it gets oh, it's more enjoyable every time I do it. I did not like Lala at all. Like killing her off, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Eat it and die! Yeah, no, she's still doing stuff. She's still, she's, still, she's still doing stuff from time to time. Not too much, but she's still doing things. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her to do it. But and she, oh, she came back for, she came back for Luna in the in the Tokusatsu. Oh yeah, my bad. Did she really voice? Yeah, she voiced oh, a plushy Luna before Luna turned into a little girl. I did not realize. Or she turned that. into what's her face from Kamui Kiva. Kiva. Shizuka. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, do you guys have like any other thoughts on like the new voice actors? I mean, Ryoko Ryoko Matoi is gonna be Sailor Jupiter. 
Okay, Kelsey, let's just run it down to what we have on our website, okay? Alright, All right. Uh, Mercury, um, yeah, yeah, QRP. Wow. That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> Right. That is freaking awesome. I just want to think that makes sense. Um, Raging, of course, Minasato. Yeah. Well, given for voice and um, Minasato, I guess you can pull it off, you know? And then there's, um, yeah, whatever they call it. I'm in Koshimi, too. Yeah, I'm in Koshimi, too. I'm in Koshimi, too. I have a really tough time trying to say, right, Kibiki and the Makoto. It's going to be like, you Sailor Mars is gonna sound like because she's my favorite out of the inner senshi. Um, from what I've read, um, she, it was it's the voice actor for Negi Springfield, yeah, and like a couple of other roles. Um, I need to get to like a Wikipedia right now to like look at her repertoire. I just remember like she she, she had a pretty good repertoire. Yeah, she's, she's, she's done a lot of things. She's a in um in to a certain magical index. That wasn't what I was thinking of. I'm just gonna hang on. Uh, do, 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 do. Stupid long Wikipedia entry. So it's like, she's electric girl, so she's actually awesome that series. Mm. So did you guys have any other thoughts on the uh, voice actors uh, for the new team? I don't withholding judgment until I actually see it. Good you point. You throw as many voice actors as you can on it, but as long as but until I see something there, I will not hold. I will not hold judgment until then. Yeah, because the, the one thing about the um, I didn't. I wasn't up late enough to watch the actual um, Nico Nico Duga um, announcement. So I didn't know if they'd actually spoken their characters. I don't know if they did like a teaser sample, but there is a huge difference of watching someone do a voice um, a bit live versus having it to the source material, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'll say this much, okay? That on the paper, this is a great casting. Just on the paper. It is, because I agree. All these because all these five actresses are veterans. They started at least 2003. Like, at the early, uh, at the latest, I guess. You know, I think Yeah, at the latest, like 2003, you know? So, I have faith in these people, especially, like, I'm pushing you to cruise in and shit. You know what? You're kidding me? Anime and video games, you can imagine she's been in it, but you know what? 
I trust it. I mean, just overall, I'm like, okay. Actually, I'm actually okay with this. So it's just overall the waiting game. It's like how it's going to get yeah, it's a definite waiting game, and like I mentioned earlier, I, I really would like to see to see like um, the rest of the cast announced, but I can wait. Okay, what are your guys' thoughts on the bi-monthly um, release of episodes? You know, I think I know why. Because of having such a Because of what? Like, well, Huh? Because of what? Can you uh, repeat that one more time? You sound muffled. Because of having choice creature. Oh, hmm. Interesting theory. Because uh, think of it this way, okay? Like, right now, having choice creature is top 10 in the anime rating every week. Like, I'm not lying. Like, One Piece, Satellite Song, and all, like, Chase Clothes or, you know, Detective Conan, all, like, tried and true shows are the ones that are topping them. Like, literally, this is the one of, like, Happy Star Creature right now is the one of the top enemies out there right now, like, ranging from 5.3 to 5.7, easy. So, if they were to release Sailor Moon, like, weekly, it's going to be competing against their own product, their own popular product, I might add, and they don't want that. Now, do they? Um, I think it's just, I think it's completely different. Because it's like, they they said that it's gonna be a different like they're aiming for a different demographic than um Sailor than than the preacher series. Who knows really? Maybe you might be right, but it's like I don't think that's the case. I think it's production wise, or it's just like someone mis- mistranslated. I just don't think bi bi weekly is kind of like it. Just seems like what other anime is doing that. I'm just kind of weirded out by that. Um, Jared, you mentioned you had a few theories as to why they're just doing like a web stream bi-weekly type thing. Well, I think one of the reasons why they had the bi-weekly thing is because they want to try to make this a worldwide bot broadcast. Now, if that's the case, they may need that extra time just to give the subtitles for every, however many languages they have deals with. So, possibly a release of the Japanese episode week one of the month, week two is the same episode but released for foreign nations, then week three is episode two, and then you know, on and on like same, that, like same, every other week. Same day and, uh, same day and date for, um, for its release, pretty much, huh? Because the thing is, you're right, because I don't see a... I don't see a, I don't see a time slot, like, I don't see like a station or a time slot for the show. Like, I, I'm like trying to look for anything, it's like, it just says Nico Nico, I'm like, okay. Yeah, because that was my concern too, because like, oh wait, I, I understand they want to um, stream this worldwide so people in other countries can enjoy Sailor Moon Crystal, but I was always under the impression that they were going to broadcast it on whatever J- Japanese network station. Well. That goes to my second theory, which Ramses, you kind of hit a part on. Um, was it Ramses? I thought it was Ramses who said this, but maybe it was Stan. Uh, about the competition thing. If you put it on the. Okay, it was Stan, sorry. Uh, Stan. But uh, on the competition standpoint, what you really have going is that, one, yeah, they don't want to compete with their, themselves. Uh, that is, Toei doesn't want to compete with Toei. And secondly, uh, they don't want to go up against something else that's also super popular because that could always throw things off. By making it a web stream, you're kind of avoiding that, but the problem is if you have it set at a specific time on that web stream, it's gonna still compete with whatever's on television. If you give it 
a wider gap between episodes, people don't necessarily have to watch it the minute it comes out. They can watch it whenever they want to, kind of an, like an on-demand sort of thing. I don't think it's the best strategy if that's their plan, but I do see it as a, a possible reason for that. Uh, the, the third reason is maybe that they're doing this so no animation gets their stuff out the week of. Well, no professional animation does that. I mean, technically South Park has done that for years. And some anime series, they get the voice acting done the week of, I've heard. And they usually have all the drawings done ahead of time. Um, but if that's still the case, it could be that they're not as far along in the series as they want to be right now, and they don't want the episodes to get to a point where they have to take a hiatus for like a month because they're waiting for episodes to get done. Or if they, they have to do a filler season again. Or a filler season again, right. So instead, they can just keep it going like this and hopefully keep ahead of their animation schedule and things like that. The, the third, uh, fourth reason is the same thing, but on the other side of it, it might be that some of their voice actors have other commitments, and the whole point is we can get the actors we want as long as the episodes are spaced out enough that we can actually get everyone in studio to voice. But I would see that as highly unlikely because why not just get other actors? But those are some of the theories I've come up with. I doubt we'll ever get a real confirmation on what the reason is, um, except for possibly my first theory. That could be the one uh, that could actually yeah, get a confirmation. I think the next couple. I think the next. I think there will be another press conference in the next couple of months that will flesh out everything that's being that's being, um, being thrown around right now. Because it seems like we know more about Sailor Moon Crystal than before, but we also know much less of it. Well, what, what, you, what it really is, is it answered some of the questions we had, but then gave us a bunch of brand new questions. But, you know, it's one of those things kind of like the, the, sailor, the Star Wars Episode Seven news. You know, they slowly, slowly are leaking stuff out, because if they told us everything immediately, we'd kind of stop caring as much until we got to, like, November, when we start, you know, like, oh my god, it's November, uh, Star Wars is coming out, in November 2015, um, and the movie to come out in December 2015, you know, there'd basically be no excitement between the initial announcement of everything and, you know, December. So instead, if you parcel it out slowly, you keep everyone excited, you keep it on everyone's minds, you get, keep everyone going back and forth with questions or commentary or etc. And that could also be what they're trying to do, just basically extend the hype for as long as they can. And honestly, it's working. Everyone is very excited. You know, everyone is arguing over, I don't like the character designs, but I don't like them. This is going to be too much like the manga. No, -uh, it's not going to be enough like the manga. And you're getting all those idiots doing that whole little monkey dance. And, you know... Chill. It's good. It, it, well, it's good for business. Um... It's, it's good because people, for, it's good for Toei because now everyone's really excited and they want to see and they, they're asking a hundred more questions now. And they're like, yeah, just keep, keep going to our website, keep waiting for our press conferences and our web announcements and etc. I mean, remember how like everyone flipped out when it's like Sailor Moon Crystal? Oh my god, does that mean there's going to be crystals in it? Yes, just does like the original show, crystal, you idiot. Man. Does that mean she's going to fight against the Heisenberg? Heisenberg? <laughs> I was, gonna, I was gonna say, maybe there's possibly a Pepsi Crystal. I'm, not, I'm just, you know. Oh my god. Bring the Pepsi Crystal back. Yeah. yeah. And you guys get Hell yeah. 
Oh, yeah. No, who knows? Maybe they'll do a commercialized when everyone drinks a Pepsi Crystal, and that'll be that. Wait, wait, are they bringing it back? No. No, but it would make an awesome commercial. Idea for Masquerade skit. I have the fabric. I can replicate Sailor oh Moon God. Crystal's design. Sailor Moon Crystal Pepsi. I oh know. my God! They are really bringing it back. So we got Sailor Moon and Pepsi Crystal back. <laughs> Sailor Moon Pepsi Crystal Moon Carbonation Power Drink Up. Ah, <laughs> oh, how can I stand against you, Sailor Moon, and the delicious flavor of Pepsi Crystal? Oh, I am vanquished. Is this truly the end of Malachite's thirst? <laughs> I'm gonna masquerade skip this. Let's do this. I have the fabric. Let's go. Alright. Yeah, I'll work on your tuxedo man. Prince and Demon costly Ramses. Deb, you can be find a way to be Luna. Stan can be like Malachite or something. I'll be so excited. Cuddling up with Stan. It'll be so, so cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, right now, yes, like, more questions are going to start popping up about, like, the different things, and you know what, um, I, I, as, I think, the, I think as more details happen, I think, like, you know, it should give us the answer as to what's happening, because I, I still, like, I guess, again, like you said, Jared, it's like, I, 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 we know what's going on, but there's so many more questions after all these press conferences where I'm wondering, like, what's next? Next, next, I imagine, is probably an announcement of the cats, tuxedo masks, boys, and probably one or two minor characters or one or two villains. Because I really like to know what the villains are going to look like because there's a lot of um, differences between um, the generals in the manga and generals in the anime because there's so so much interpretation of those generals and they were out of like all the villain teams when I was much younger they were my favorite because I thought they had like the most paths and like the most history and one of the things I'd really like to see in Sailor Moon Crystal because they also did this a little bit with the new musical uh, La Reconquista is you have that backstory of Queen Beryl being like this maiden from Earth who was corrupted by Queen Metallica, and you have like the generals like working alongside Mamaru, and I really hope they bring back that story because I thought that was really interesting and really added to the um, Sailor Moon universe. So with that said, are there any things that you you guys like to see in Sailor and Crystal that hasn't really been done before in the original um, 90s anime? Anime? What'd you look forward to? Well, basically, look forward to everything essentially. Like, first episode. First impression. That's the first impression. Yeah, that always counts. Uh, what do you want to see that hasn't been done in the 90s? Yeah, like, just, just things like you'd like to see, like in the new anime that hasn't really been, been done originally in the 90s anime. Like, like as you guys mentioned earlier, I'd like to see, like, more more of the um, transformation sequences that are reminiscent of Pretty Cure, because that would be cool and awesome. And hand-to-hand combat with um, the um, monsters of the day. Well, transformation will happen anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a different era. 
Rams? I think I'm just as stumped as, as Stan and Dev at this point because it's like, like I can see so much. Maybe more explosions, like they throw in a Michael Bay motor here and there just to spice things up. But you know, hey, the pure's gonna come after me, and I'm gonna say I, that's the only thing I can think of, you know, because it's like I really, honestly, God, can't think of anything. I just like at this point, you know. Uh, it's like it's it's anybody's ball game. It really is, and it's like I, if anything, if I was really just a little bit more of like a more closer knitted story to the manga in terms of like, in terms of like themes, because it just seems like at certain points in the anime, it's like they, they don't know what they're doing sometimes because well they get because that's something they have to kill they have to kill time in the episode, but something a little bit more. So like like less filler, more like story oriented, like just moving the plot along faster, like less Rainbow Crystal times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, maybe, yeah, sacrifice, yeah, it'd be bad because you're sacrificing a lot of characters like Tuxedo Mask, but hey, if it's mean for a better story, then fine. Like, uh, hey, fine, you know, maybe reduce his, um, his involvement to a minimum. Yeah, I don't care. It's like, I just want to, I just want to see some. I just want to see, well, not action in the sense of like again, a Michael Bay water going up every second. But I'm saying like, like in a sense of like, if, to get something, so to get some excitement going. I think for me, what would really work is there. There are a lot of there are a lot of little side stories that Nako Takeuchi wrote, and there's a whole like two tankabons of Sailor V. I would like to see some of that stuff incorporated. Let's let's get a point where we can get a side story for a few episodes, filling in all of Sailor V's story, or at least a good chunk of it, rather than just like a brief kind of recap in um, as we got in the '90s series. And you'll see some of these side stories come into fruition where we can see what happens to certain characters after the story or after different story arcs. I think that would be kind of interesting to see. Or to take a page out of uh, the JoJo playbook. In Stardust Crusaders, there are little, there are a lot more moments with uh, Jotaro's mom. So you kind of, kind of know her a bit more before bad stuff happens to her. Because in the original animation of uh, Stardust, uh, you see her for about ten seconds, then she like falls over. And in the manga, she doesn't have all that many character moments either. She's just kind of there in the background. So it actually get her character to actually say and do stuff and be all like cutesy and silly, you feel more sorry for her when she gets attacked. And I'm like, that'd be kind of nice to get that little development for other characters, especially those who will be killed eventually, not going to drop any spoilers from the manga, but you know, the characters who do die, who are side characters, to have them to a point that when they, when they die, you go, oh, no, I liked you, you were everybody's favorite, you know, to have your Game of Thrones moment of, no, not, no, not that character, I liked that character. So I, I think there's definitely stuff along those lines that would work really well for the series. Monsters Day being a little more intimidating because I don't know if you, because it was a 90s like back then it was like Monsters Day was silly as hell a bit yeah. not a little bit <laughs> a lot of it a lot okay thank you a lot yeah so so I was 
like to see most of the Greeks being uh, a little bit more intimidating in the 90s. I think they will do that because, you know, I have to go back to the speaker again. Megatons look menacing. I'm not going to lie, you know? So hopefully they, that carries over to the new Halo world. Well, the thing is this, you know, and a lot of the, you know, just because we have the kind of the pretty cure background right now, a lot of the pretty cure monsters of the day are a little bit sillier, but they do occasionally have their intimidating ones when they're needed for story reasons. But I think due to like the stylization of the characters, I think you're going to need to have something slightly more intimidating to go along because I think if you had a silly like hat monster or something, it's not going to really work with uh, the designs you have. While in, a, in Pretty Cure everything's like all pastel and fun, a hat monster works. A hat monster will not work in this current color palette they're using in Sailor Moon. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Stan. I think the intimidating monsters could work. I mean, heck, if you go look at um, some of the card designs from Cardcaptor Sakura, Madhouse did a good job in making some of those creatures actually seem kind of threatening. And that was just, you know, kind of a cutesy fun adventure starring a 10-year-old magician. So, as I see it, you can kind of have a studio produce, you know, kind of semi-scary, but not, you know, like horror monster scary, monsters of the day that could actually, you could think would be a threat to the sentient. Another thing that I also want to chime into is just more of just a fun bonus one. Um, as much as I love the cheesy 90s fashion, can Mamoru get a wardrobe upgrade, please? Pretty he's, gonna, he's gonna start wearing, like, skinny jeans and, like, <laughs> and, like you know, uh, I, I'm trying to think, like, the most gouty outfits, like, we would wear now, because I, I, like, like, I'm just thinking, like, whoa, like, I think part of his charm is, like, I, I, as I told you, in my head, he's a hobo. Okay, okay, so Mamoru would be wearing a trilby and a, like, a graphic t-shirt and, like, skinny jeans. <laughs> and a scarf. Oh, God. And occasionally, because it's canon to manga, he wears glasses, so they'll, like, have him wear hipster glasses. <laughs> oh, my God. The someone's drawing this right now. Right now. Hipster Mamoru. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever suspect he's tuxedo mask. <laughs> well, no, not just that. It's like, you know, he's a hobo, you know. Hey, it's like, that's the only clothes he has. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the only thing I got. Jeez. He's a hobo with a nice apartment. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> he's squatting on it. I'm always thinking, like, I like my coffee black. Just like my tuxedo. And Yeah, Dev, is there anything you'd like to see in the new Sailor Moon that hasn't been quite been done before previously? What? Yeah, I'm just I'm just wrapping up this topic with Deb. Oh. And I think everybody's pretty much covered up. Well, what I was gonna say is this character's coming, for sure. Yeah. If anything, once they get to the stars arc, I hope they um, adapt the manga um, telling of stars. Because even though I did enjoy the animation for stars um, in the 90s, um, there's a lot to stars in the manga without giving too much spoilers. 
is a huge swan song. Shit really hits the fan. I'll leave it at that. Wow. And that's the entire stars arc of the manga. And then, because I was, anytime I reread that arc, it just hits me like right in the feels. When you find out that certain characters kind of can't go on. I already said that characters die in my last thing. You can say characters die. Plus, yeah, it's like one song, which implies characters die. Mm-hmm. True. Which it doesn't imply. It specifically means characters die. Okay, moving on to the next topic of Sailor Moon Crystal. Game of Thrones, the hell out of this series. <laughs> Sailor Star is a Game of Thrones arc. So does it mean, does it mean Jimmy Moon is, is the Peter Dinklage of all this? Sure, why not? <laughs> awesome! Jimmy Moon portrayed by Peter Dinklage. I, I, I would pay to see that. I, I, Peter Dinklage, get on this cosplay, man. Hurry up. Wear, wear it for Comic-Con. People will not expect it to happen. If Tom Hiddleston can cosplay as Loki, you can cosplay as Chibi Moon. This will work out. So was there any other things you guys want to discuss about Sailor Moon Crystal off the top of your guys' heads? Oh, I'm surprised that they changed the actress for the musical, for Mercury. I think that could be just a scheduled conflict. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's what I heard, but I'm just surprised it's like, oh, they got a new actress, okay. I've only seen, like, the first half of Reconquista. I did, they couldn't watch, like, um all of it. I'm not, I wasn't really big into the musicals. I know it's weird coming from me. But I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one because Pluto's going to be in it. Awesome. Or they're implying that Pluto's going to be in it because it is a Chibi Moon story. Known as Petite Etranger. What is with them in their weird, like, foreign-sounding titles? Well, La Reconquista, it means, like, the reconquest. So, I know. To me, it's like, I'm, expect, I'm expecting, like... I'm expecting like a, a period piece more than anything when I when I first heard the when I first heard the name. That doesn't answer my question though. My question was why are these weird foreign sounding names? Why not just well, call it something in Japanese? Japanese. Well, that's because you know Japanese people love foreign language. I don't know if you've seen their you know English language themed T-shirt. Those are anti-foreign. Yeah. They'll put any English word on a t-shirt and it'll sell like a hotcake. It's like popular shirt from chicken hair. Yeah, it's like random words. Random words, and I'm trying to make sense of like, what are they saying? I can't even. One of my favorite English t-shirts from the early 2000s has turned into a meme. It was like all rainbows and stars. It says, I hate my life and I want to die. See, we think this is all funny, but then they see, like, American yeah, yeah. t-shirts oh, yeah, and you know, on them, and then they laugh because we don't know what they actually mean. Look, I'm telling you, like, they have this affinity with foreign language, so for them to label, um, title the Sailor Moon musical as something like French or, like, uh, oh, who the hell knows, sometimes German, I guess, eventually, it's going to attract a lot of people. Just They just look at it and go like, oh, it's foreign language. I'm interested. People have low standards. So, other than the musicals, um, just any other thoughts on Sailor Moon Crystal? Yeah, don't screw up. 
Yeah, that's a big one. Don't screw up. That's probably why this has taken so long for them to get it together. Because in one of the summaries I was reading of the Nico Nico Duga um, broadcast um, from earlier today, um, they mentioned that they had to go through like over a hundred different titles for the new series. And likewise, like, you know, um, I for whatever reason, I don't know if you guys noticed this too, but Sailor Moon has like like the biggest, purest base I've ever encountered in a fandom. I don't know why that is. Um, Jerry, I know you have stories from your um, anime on DVD days when you used to be butt buddies with Chris Beveridge. I worked for the guy. I did not know him as anything other than Boss Man who scares me a little bit. And you can went to Anime Boston all the time. I Anime Boston sound awesome. I've been to Anime Boston, and I will tell you right now, it actually is kind of awesome. I've not ever met the man in real life, I still lament that, but side story, yeah, people on the forums got so, like if you said scouts instead of senshi or soldiers, yeah, they would basically kick you out of the thread. I know you technically can't do that on a forum, but they would, everyone would just rip on you and then you'd have to leave. Not that I ever really joined all that much in Sailor Moon discussions, because I had more important things to complain about, like, can you believe that the names Bandai has chosen for the characters in G Gundam? This is bullcrap! People need to be hung for this! But it was more of what I was writing. But, and then I uh, followed up with the next post being, why the hell did Bandai even pick up G Gundam? Bandai needs to be hung for this. <laughs> um, G Gundam is terrible, and anyone who likes it needs to get punched in the face repeatedly until their IQ rises up to not like that series anymore. But that being said... Shots fired. Hashtag shots fired. And don't give me this whole Sailor Moon Gundam bullcrap, okay? Shut up about your stupid Sailor Moon Gundam. Shut up about your Sailor... There's a bull Gundam in there! There's a Gundam who uses freaking roses and... God, there's a boxing Gundam, it is freaking stupid. The horse has its own Gundam. Okay, the series is stupid. It is stupid and bad. It, it takes the worst aspects of Shonen series and the worst aspects of Super Robots and makes a freaking show out of it that's freaking terrible. And the ending is like just the main character telling his girlfriend that he's into her. Oh, wow. Congratulations, you prevented the apocalypse by confessing your love to someone who you've already confessed your love to, you freaking idiots. Okay. Let's go on about purists. Let's. We can do another. We can do a Gundam show another time. Okay. <laughs> Call it Jared Ranson and bitches about Gundam. I can't because I'm a fan of that. That. Uh, but what I was gonna go with on, on the Sailor Moon thing is yes, their fans be insane. But I realized something during the boom of '90s and early 2000s comic book movies. Do you? We just didn't have as many outlets to go and write about it, but you know how much hate there was going around for Daredevil and the Fantastic Four movies, certain casting choices in X-Men, uh, all these things that had like people really getting pissed off or annoyed, we just didn't have as large of a place. You know, if you, Sailor Moon people had their forums that were Sailor Moon specific forums. There was no, hey comic book nerds, let's talk about comic book movies forums back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Skip ahead to now, Marvel's made a lot of really good choices, and there's very little reason. There might be people going like, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sucks, and it does. Um, but, you know, you never have anyone looking at the casting choices in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy going like, what? Batista? He's a big buffed-out dude. Why is he playing a big buffed-out alien? That makes no sense. Oh, wait, they're both big buffed-out people who have almost no lines. 
okay, I guess that's fine. You know, no one's gonna really get into that kind of a thing. But then you go to some of the choices Fox is making with X-Men Apocalypse and with uh, Fantastic Four. You look at some of Sony's choices with Spider-Man and you will see that kind of purism anger. And I realized comic book nerds are very much in the same category as Sailor Moon fans. We see the, the media, we see the characters, and we see the world as a specific thing. And when you screw around with it too much, it pisses us off. And, and that's really what it is in the end. It's, it's a fan purism. Comic books have it, Sailor Moon has it, and I'm sure there's a couple other uh, mediums and stuff like that. I think video game fans kind of get that way with video game movies a lot too, although I think all video game fans are just have accepted that video game movies will eternally suck and just move on with life. <laughs> Although some are fun for the wrong reasons, like Dead or Alive and Street Fighter, but that's not the, not the point I'm trying to make. My point is, I think there is purism in a lot of different things, and, you know, from the outside perspective of not being one of those purist types, you know, it's easy to say, oh, get over it, and you'll enjoy it anyways, and shut up, but at the same time, the purists do have a reason for being concerned. You know, they do have a reason to sit there and say, no, I don't want the new ver everyone to look at the new version of this series or this movie or whatever and think of this stupid thing. I can't imagine that the Fantastic Four movies that Fox did back in the late 90s, early 2000s, in any way improved the sales of the comics or made anyone take that, that series seriously when it's oftentimes one of the best things that Marvel is releasing because... Marvel takes a lot of effort to make sure the comics are as good as possible because, well, on the cover of every magazine it says, World's Greatest Comic Magazine. You gotta kind of put some effort into that. And so, you know, Marvel will take the effort for the written version. Unfortunately, you know, the movies are owned by someone else. And I think that there's kind of that whole... We want this to be good because we love this, because we care about this, and the Sailor Moon fans have that. They go too far sometimes, but so do the comic book nerds with movies or even comic story arcs. So, you know, it's, it just kind of is what it is, really. And, you know, all you can really do is smile and nod and hope that, you know, they're not going to complain too much because, oh my god, this one scene in the anime wasn't exactly like the one scene in the manga. Can you believe the character said yes instead of yep? That is bull, okay? That person needs to say yes, yeah. not yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for capstoning that. I mean, listen, hey, shoeism will happen in a lot of the fandom that's been around for like. Decades. Uh, look, we see them at the, you know, Tokusatsu fandom as well. Like, oh, God, don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, oh Rangers. And, oh, Rangers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially oh, that. No, no, let's not go there. Please. Yeah. Look, we just kind of come to terms with it. You know, security will happen. We just got to deal with it. They don't like well, how we, you know, type up these terms. Well, then, about them, they can deal with it. Yeah, because sometimes I'll use scouts and sentient interchangeably, just very casually, but then, like, you'll have someone be like, they're not scouts. How dare you say the S word? I'm like, whatever. Kasashi and soldiers don't begin to letter S. Wait, I thought Senshi, what? Senshi starts with S as well, so... Yeah, that's our point. 
<laughs> we do not sell cookies. <laughs> Ooh, they totally should though. I actually do have a, a one of the gals from Anime Jam session actually cosplayed as Sailor's Girl Scout Jupiter and had like the badges on her. Awesome. And she actually was carrying around like thin mints and people actually gave her Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I will do this with Sailor Mars. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> but like the point. The whole entire Sailor Moon, um, like Girl Scout, like you know. Like group, and even so, like I, I was in Girl Scout too. I had to earn my badges. It was more than just selling cookies. So don't just dare badmouth scouts. But that, that's just my mini mini rat there. I have to earn my badges. But um, but yeah, it's weird because like in any other like for example in Pokemon, like no one is gonna give a crap if you don't if you call Satoshi Ash. Or vice versa, or like. Well, you get you get hang if you, but you'll get hang if you don't IV train. That's true. <laughs> ah, what are you doing? You can't IV train this Pokemon with this thing. Da 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 da. I should choke you right about now. That's every Pokemon is terrifying. Every Pokemon, and I'm like, shut up. They got our right definition of freezes. Hey, oh god. It's a hassle. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, let's, uh, that, that, I'm sorry. Look, Victoria, you're 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 a good you're a good lady. You know, you're you're a very good lady. You're smart. You're beautiful. Snap, blah blah blah. But you're just open a can of worms with Pokemon. I'm sorry. Let's put the worms back in the can very carefully. Put them back on the shelf. And we shall never speak of this again. Very good. We will save those worms for fishing time. <laughs> but in, anywho, um, is there anything uh, else yeah, you guys? There, you will you will encounter elitism some way, some form. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a matter if you enjoy it or not. Sure, sure, I agree. You know, it's it's your right to be fanatical or not. It's your right to do make rants about it and stuff like that. And you know, it's perfectly fine. Hey, Jared doesn't like G Gundam. Me and Stan, we love G Gundam. But you know what? And you're both. At the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna me and me and Stan are gonna beat Stan. We're gonna beat Jared with a folding chair in the back of his head. But uh, bring it, bring it. I double dog dare you. But we can all like, but we all can agree here. It's like no matter what. You know, Sailor Moon, I mean, look at all this. We're all talking about, we're all talking about it in all different ways. You know, and we're not like, we're not like screaming at each other. Why are you not calling this and that, blah, blah, blah. Because like, we kind of grew, like, we're, we grew out of that. Or we never really were exposed to that. Because like, to us, that's not who we are. And you'd be surprised that some majority who feel this way, where it's like, it's the very, very vocal people that you hear, but for the most part, I've never encountered no one. I've actually encountered people who actually really like the designs. I really like the designs. You guys really like the designs. We all, and you know what? The internet and all this stuff is just, you know, 
it is a bunch of poopy. I mean, like, yeah, I, I do enjoy like a lot, a lot of what's come out lately, and I'm looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to July, and I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride. And you haters are gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate. Whatever. I don't care. I will sip personally out of a sippy cup. Your tears. <laughs> With like a little umbrella right there. So we're kind of wrapping up our show right now. Do you guys have any final thoughts on Sailor Moon or Crystal, Sailor Moon in general? I think I think this is going to be a good second half of 2014 for the Sailor Moon fans. Oh no, I'll scratch that. Magical girl fans in general. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to how this trans, uh, how the new Sailor Moon, like, really um, jives with, like, the new face of Magical Girl anime now. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey, it's any um, final thoughts? Um, you know what? I just said my piece a little bit earlier, so you know what? That's, like, the whole thing, the whole rant about, like, us just not caring, that, that's my final thoughts. Okay. But you still do want to see some Tuxedo Mask action. Please. I am tuxedo. As I said to, as I said to Sincene like earlier, I am tuxedo. I am tuxedo sexual. All right, Jared. And Jared, any final thoughts? Honestly, it's going to be the same show. Like it really is. We you know we can speculate all we want, but the truth is, it's going to be five teenage girls who get their magical powers from planets because the reincarnations of people or pre-incarnations, I'm never quite sure on that one, but whatever. They're somehow connected to magical people who had magical planet powers in the past or future, possibly both. And they're going to fight against monsters. There's going to be a crystal that someone is eventually going to need to use for some reason. Um, and characters will die at the end. So, you know, it's basically the same old thing. But hey, magical girls. Yay. Your Sailor V Figma is on the way. She better be. Also, things think it's Bigger figure, it's potato, potato. Anyway, yeah, my final thoughts on it is just essentially looking forward to it, gonna keep an open mind, and just looking forward to the various copious amounts of merchandise that hopefully my wallet can handle. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I already have two. I, I, I can't. I, I, I can't, man. Which of, which of the fig arts do you got, Deb? Which of the? Yeah, I know. I'm, oh, I want to get better. I really do. Sarah looks awesome. And I better see Sailor Moon cosplay from all you guys by the end of the year. Give me like, give me like a couple, give me a couple of months, and let me slim down, and I can maybe possibly fit it back to that costume. And or you can go in Mamoru's jogging suit from the nineties. Just wear like sweatpants and all. And um, Stan, I think, still has my Wiseman cloak I made him. <laughs> yep. I, I, I still fear though if I wear the, if I wear the jogging costume, someone's gonna just gonna stop giving me money on the street. Cause like, here, man, you need that. You You're need gonna complain about free money. <laughs> all right, uh, Jared, just take us out before we ramble on a tangent. Well, I think what we've all kind of learned in this episode is 
even if something is 20 years old, it's still close to all our hearts. We're looking forward to this to new adventures with our one of our favorite characters. So until then, and we, and we know that when then comes, we will be talking about it. This is Jared for Stan, Deb, Ramses, and our boss, Lady Scarlet, saying, keep it bizarre because it's hip to be square. So does Bizarro have a Sailor Guardian? Uh, Bizarro, okay. I can do that. Bizarro, planet, power, make up. Me am superhero! Me am save you all! My me am crush planet! Oh, I was gonna say, next episode, me and Ramsey vs. Jared in a hardcore match, WrestleMania over Chico and the real Like I said, Stan and I, you know, me and, you and me have our differences, but you know what? I'm willing to put those aside for, for, for the sake of Chico, so. I fear nothing. Your you can take me on in a, in a triple threat match. I don't care. I'm keeping my belt. <laughs> <laughs> We're still recording. <laughs> what you gonna do, Jared brother? When Ramsey Mania and the Scandamania went wild on you? Let's see, I can make you something. I will load the rocket ship with fuel, fly to the moon, and meet the Sailor Scouts, and I will use their powers to take you down Hulk Hogan at the WrestleMania. For nothing can crush the ultimate warrior, for his spirit comes from the stars themselves. Jared, oh my god. My head hurts now. You know what, I, I applaud. That was actually really good. Yeah, now I'm just like, hey, this is my favorite music that I've